Hey y'all, welcome back to another episode of Real and Raw with Ree. Happy hump day. We are on episode 15 and we have a lot of voice notes today. Thank you guys for sending your voice notes. Y'all know how I feel about voice notes. I really, really love them. So thank you for sending your voice notes. Also, I appreciate you to this person. (laughs) Um, They definitely support me in many ways. Um, Sharing my podcast on social media. Um, Of course, sending in voice notes, commenting. I'm pretty sure they read it as well. So thank you, thank you, thank you for your support. Um, So I'm going to insert their voice note in response to my generational curse episode. And they also have um, a generational curse topic of their own, which will be um, disciplining your kids. So I'm going to insert their voice notes and then I'm going to give my response. So grab a glass of your favorite drink and let's get on into it. When it comes to putting kids out at the age of 18, um, I'm truly 50-50 with it only because it really depends on the dynamic of my kids. If if they've been troublesome, they don't want to listen, they think they can take on the world on their own, then when you're 18, I'm going to definitely kick you out and let you experience the world. But at the same time, I'm going to let you drown out there a little bit, but I'm always going to be here as a safety net and to bring you in before things get too serious. And I, I really believe in natural consequences and kids and even um, people around me learning on their own. So you can understand, you cannot truly understand how things work unless you're truly in it. And I think that's the best way to gain experience. So I'm happy that you said the part about um, being a safety net for your kids because I was like, he's putting them out at 18. So I wonder, and you know, letting them learn the world on their own. So I was like, I wonder would he let them come back if they're like, you know, I'm not ready for this. So I do like that you said um, that you will be a safety net for your kids because I feel like that's really important, like letting your kids know that no matter what, you're there for them as long as they are applying themselves. And the next go round, hopefully they, you know, listen to you like, you know, I've been there um, I know what the world is like. I'm living in it now. So I do like the fact that you kick, would kick your child out, but continue to be there for them as their parent and, you know, provide for them. So I'm happy that you said that part. On the flip side of that, I really believe my kids can stay with me as long as they're growing and maturing, or even if they just want to take a break from school before they get into something. So they can enjoy themselves. They can get out the house a little bit, socialize, or even just to see what's out in the world because there's so much stuff that you can do and you don't know what you're good at until you experience it. And I'd rather have my kids to take their time to learn what they want to do. I'm just now going to school at almost 30 years old because I finally figured out what I want to do. And when I was 18, I had no clue, but there's just so much pressure on you should do this, you should do that, or I should follow in the footsteps of my parents. 
and that that just didn't work out. So I can't do the same for my kids. I I rather them be safe as long as they're growing and maturing and have them stay with me than just to send them out on their own and just to sink. I agree with the whole your kids can stay with you as long as they are maturing. And, you know, being respectful, I feel like it's nothing wrong with that because, again, life is hard, honey. So I feel like as long as they are maturing, growing, learning, and, you know, just doing what they need to do to be better young adults and prepare themselves for the world, I feel like my kids could stay with me as long as they want also, like not sitting around lounging on the couch. But, you know, like you said, um, being respectful, applying themselves, doing whatever they have to do. And as far as congratulations on going to school, you know, figuring out what you want to do, what you want to do. Um, yeah, when I went to college, I was not focused at all because it was like I got my freedom. Um, but it's like so much pressure um, graduated high school, time for college, like, it's a lot of pressure, and then, um, you know, I think it's very important to figure out what you want to do, who you want to be, so, um, I recommend taking a, that first semester, um, away from college, and just figuring out what you want to do, who you are, um, and being focused, because, when you are out there in the college world, your parents are not there. And I also agree with you as far as the pressure, like people, a lot of pressure as far as following your parents' footsteps. I don't like that. Like, don't, I don't feel like people should pressure their kids into like, oh, me and your mom were doctors. Um, You should go to school to be a doctor. That might not be what they want to do. So, they are their own person. You have to let them figure that out on their own. So I do like that you said that. Um, again, congratulations on figuring out what you want to do, going to school. I think that's major. So, yeah, I definitely agree with you, though, everything that you said. One of the generational curses that I see in the Black community that I believe really need to stop and truly need to be broken is Claiming the only way or the best way to discipline children or kids is physically. Whether it's with a whooping, whether it's hitting them, whatever whatever way they want to justify it, I truly believe that that causes so much damage to our community and to our children, and we expect so much of them. And the lack of understanding how a kid perceives the world, it really alters their reality when they grow up. Just imagine being three, four, five, six, seven years old. The only time you left your house or the supervision of your parents is when you're in school. You know nothing about the world. You don't even know how you work personally. And when you do something wrong, the first thing that gets done is you getting beat. That, to me, just shows immaturity 
and that you're not prepared or should not have kids. And everyone has their own belief with their own culture, and that's completely fine. Now, as far as, you know, whooping your child or, you know, spanking them, whatever, um, I'm 50-50 on that. Um, I will respond as the voice note goes on. But as far as, like, um, when they do something and the first thing that a parent goes to is to whoop them, I don't agree with that. I don't feel like... Yeah, the first thing should be like smack them or punch them or anything like that. I feel like you should definitely talk to your child, like give them a warning. Um, let them know, like, no, don't do that. Um, let them know what they did was wrong. Communicate properly. Um, don't yell at them or anything like that. Now, if you need to, you know, yell their name, cool, but. I feel like um, everything that you say to them from the time they did what they did, um, you know, it shouldn't be you yelling at them the whole time. Like like I said, if you need to get their attention and you yell their name, they look, say what you need to say, but don't, no. You have to know how to um, communicate properly with your children. But I really don't think you should be surprised when your kids start keeping to themselves, don't communicate with you, feel like they can't trust you, they can't wait to move out of the house, or they don't want to come back to see you once they move out, because in reality, the world does not work that way. Like, even us as adults, we mess up all the time. Especially on jobs that we have no idea what we're doing. We're brand new to it. When we get in trouble, we get written up. We get warnings. We get talked to. They communicate. And I'm talking about healthy jobs. They don't just come up to you and start beating you because you did something wrong. So why do we do that to children who have no idea how the world works and they just got here? I truly think it's crazy how... Easily, we've justified and normalized beating children. We say things such as, oh, they need a good whooping, or I whooped them good last night. They were doing X, Y, Z, and they got a good old whooping. Like, what does that mean? Like, without getting too deep into it, you literally sound like a slave owner. And that's how you want to represent your child? Oh, I, I beat them real good last night. That's That's abuse, and in my personal opinion... I honestly think that's why a lot of our people, the black community, we stay in domestic violent relationships because we are shown love is through beating, through hitting, through yelling, through cursing and putting each other down. And and we had the audacity to say, well, I still love you. I do this out of love. I really feel like that's why we're in domestic violent relationships for so long and can't leave. It's crazy that you said um, something about um, staying in domestic violence situations due to um, your family, um, your parents or whoever beating you and then saying, I do this out of love. I still love you. That was key. Definitely. Because um, from movies that I saw. I've never actually talked to anybody that's been in that situation, but from movies that I saw, they definitely 
tell them that they love them after they have finished whooping their ass. So I feel like um, if you're constantly getting hit by your parents and then or your guardian or whoever, and they're like, um, I still love you. I do what I love. I don't want you to be like this, um, this, that, and the third. So that's why I do this. It's out of love. I love you. Um, I really do think that's the same as a guy telling a girl, like, I hit you because I love you or or something like that because that has been said to people, I'm sure. Like I said, I've seen it on movies, but I'm pretty sure it, it has happened. And um, some women, it's like that's what they're used to from their childhood. Like um, that's how they were shown, quote unquote, shown that they were loved or told anyway until, you know, they leave that situation and unlearn those behaviors like therapy and everything. So it it was big that you touched on that because that was very true. I even had someone say to me once, you never got spanked or beat growing up, have you? And I was like, I have. And you can't tell, can you? Because it does not make a difference. In reality, I've shut down. I don't communicate um, with my parents growing up because it it felt like no matter what, I'm going to get in trouble. I'm going to get beat. Like, why not just communicate with me? And I didn't know at the time how important communication was. But I promise you, I would have had a lot better relationship where I grew up a lot better and be able to communicate a lot better. If that was if I was shown more love growing up versus getting beat because one time there was a candy wrapper in a toilet, I had no clue why it was there. One of my siblings did it, and I got beat along with them. So all I just say is we just need to learn to communicate with our children more instead of beating them. Um, I want to say that um, I agree with all of your voice notes um hopefully i explain um my points very clearly i have always said i do not feel like um and verbal abuse definitely plays a part in that too because i don't feel like your kids should be cursed out talked down on the minute that their feet hit the floor in the morning or whenever their feet hit the floor I don't feel like you need to belittle your kids um, because it, that plays a big part in their self-esteem, how they see themselves. And it's like, um, God forbid they're going to school and people are talking down on them. And it's like, damn, they don't have a safe space anywhere because they're getting talked down at school getting talked down on at school, getting talked down on when they come home, it's like, damn, where's the safe space? So that makes them shut down as well and feel like they are not loved like anywhere. So that to me is major to me as well, because although they are not getting touched physically, you're emotionally abusing them. Whether people want to say that they are doing that or not, which a lot of people won't have accountability for that. But I have never liked it. I I just don't. I I feel like you need to uplift 
your kids. Speak life into your kids. Um, my niece, I tell her I love her all the time. I tell her that she looks nice. She looks pretty. Everything, like how amazing she is. I, I tell her that because I feel like that's very important. Walk around the world with your head held high. You're beautiful. Um, I don't know what a little kid might say at school, but I feel like it's very important for your kids to know who they are. And it's like, oh, what somebody says may hurt them, you know, but it's like, I feel like this about myself. I know that I'm this. That's like a child talking about somebody's natural hair because that's the issue. So um, a kid saying how somebody's natural hair is nappy and you're bald. <laughs> like, I hate to say that, but it just rolled off my tongue. But <laughs> your um, daughter can say something along the lines of at least she embraces her natural hair. Her natural hair is beautiful. You know, she can do many things with her natural hair. She knows who she is. Her mom, her mom or her dad or whoever speaks life into her. They're telling her who she is. You know, never forget who you are. You're beautiful. Your hair is beautiful. Everything. Like, look your child, sit your child down, let them look in the mirror and tell them who they are, that they are beautiful. Make them repeat it to themselves. You know, um, I feel like that's very important. And I thank you for your voice notes because this was definitely important. Um, please continue to send in your voice notes. <laughs> and thank you again for your support. I really do appreciate it. So before I wrap this up, let me tell y'all the news. <laughs> So over the weekend, I was able to put my podcast on Google Podcast, Amazon Music, iHeartRadio, Pocket Cast, and Radio Public. So a girl is super excited. It was real major for me to get my podcast on iHeartRadio. I don't know why, but I was like, I have to get my podcast up there. <laughs> so um, yeah, that one was really major for me. Um I don't know. The other one's cool, but it was something about iHeartRadio. And um, I was just like, I tried to get it up there before, but I couldn't. I don't, I don't know what was going on. But I was like, I'm not going to stop till I get it up there. So I tried again, and my podcast is up there. So some of y'all have already started streaming on iHeartRadio. Um, so, yes, look me up on all of those. I appreciate y'all. For tuning in each and every Wednesday. I appreciate y'all for all the support. I appreciate y'all for sending in y'all voice notes, sharing my podcast, um, rating it, continue to rate it, um, and leaving y'all comments in the voice notes. I love this episode with all these voice notes. <laughs> so continue to send your voice notes. Again, I thank y'all so, 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 so much for tuning in each and every Wednesday. And if you're new here, welcome. I know that you will love it. I hope you already do. Share it with your friends, your family, your boo, <laughs> whoever. 
Um, so I'm going to go ahead and wrap this up. Thank you guys for tuning in to another episode of Real and Raw with Three. Bye.